Welcome to the St. Matt's 6pm podcast, where you can listen to sermons from our evening service. I'm about to have the Bible read. I'm going to pray as John and Andrew come up and read the Bible for us. Lord God, we thank you for our friend, willingly betrayed. We thank you for our righteous one, handed over to wicked men. Thank you for our king, bound and whipped and mocked. Thank you for our Lord of life, dying on a cross. We pray that you would use this time now to fill us with gratitude and wonder and a desire to be closer to him. Amen. So uh, tonight, Andrew and I are going to read the Bible for you, Uh, but if you'd like to open up to Mark chapter 15, and we're going to be reading from verse 25 uh, to 39. Mark chapter 15, verse 25. It was nine in the morning when they crucified him. The written notice of the charge against him read, The King of the Jews. They crucified two rebels with him, one on his right and one on his left. Those who passed by hurled insults at him, shaking their heads and saying, So, you who are going to destroy the temple and build it in three days, come down from the cross and save yourself. In the same way, the chief priests and the teachers of the law mocked him among themselves. He saved others, they said but he can't save himself. Let this Messiah, this King of Israel, come down now from the cross that we may see and believe. Those who crucified with him also heaped insults on him. At noon, darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. And at three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lemek sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of those standing near heard this, they said, listen, he's calling Elijah. So someone ran, filled a sponge with wine vinegar, put it on a staff and offered it to Jesus to drink. Now leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to take him down, he said. With a loud cry, Jesus breathed his last. The curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom and when the centurion who stood there in front of Jesus saw how he died, he said, surely this man was the son of God. The second passage we are reading from is 1 John chapter 4 verses 7 to 10. Dear friends, let us love one another for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins.
Thank you, John and Andrew. Evening all. Uh, My name's Ron and let me just add my welcome to that which Chris has already given. It's great to see you on this Good Friday. You may have missed this uh, particular bit of news, but in March, uh, according to the World Happiness Report, Finland was uh, declared the world's happiest country for 2023. Now, before you pack your bags and move country and uh, go and spend some time in the happiest place on earth, you might just want to reflect on how fleeting happiness can be. Happiness can be here today and gone tomorrow. As an indication of how much that happens, think about how we use the word happy. We use it to wish people happy birthday, happy Christmas, happy anniversary, and we may even over the course of this weekend use it to wish people happy Easter. But we don't wish people happy Good Friday. Good Friday is good, but it's not particularly a happy day. Happiness at Easter comes on Easter morning. Easter happiness is only possible because of what happens on Good Friday, but Good Friday is not about happiness. Good Friday is about love. And we heard John, the Apostle, speak about this love. It's important to remember that while some might quickly point out that love can be as elusive and slippery as uh, happiness can be, I think that's because we settle for a love that is slippery rather than set our souls on a love that is deeply satisfying and lasts. The Apostle John, who wrote the uh, passage that Andrew read out for us a moment ago, witnessed the crucifixion of Jesus. And as he reflects back on what happened that day, he looks at the cross and he says, this is love. This is love. So let's think for a little while this evening about how this shows us love. First of all, this love is about God's loyalty. John writes, it's not that we love him, but that he loved us. Human imperfection can make love slippery. We slip in and out of love because we discover more about people that we know and as we do, sometimes we don't love those particular things. But God's love is not dependent on us. God loves us by acting loyally towards us. He doesn't wait for us to act. He doesn't only love us when we show love toward him. God's loyalty extends even to our worst. He dies for us while we have nothing to offer him. This love, the love of God, isn't based on first appearances. We can't deceive God or trick God into loving us. He knows us inside and out. He knows the extent of our failures. He sees our imperfections. Yet God is totally committed to us. God is loyal to his people. He acts for our good because he is good. He loves us first. 
He loves us not because of what we do, but simply because he is loyal and faithful and true. And his loyalty moves him to have a love towards us that is other person centred, a love that is sacrificial. As you think about love in the world around us, love is often based on what the giver can get from loving someone or something. Love becomes like a transaction where we will give love as long as we get something in return. But this love, the love of the cross, is completely removed from transaction. It's removed from me-centred love. This love is about the other. This love is about us. And this love involves sacrifice. Now some look at Jesus' sacrifice on the cross and they say, is this love? Well-known atheist Richard Dawkins sees God as the most unpleasant character in all fiction, a vindictive, capriciously malevolent bully. And if you don't understand all those words, just hear that last one. They see God as a bully. Some people look at Jesus' sacrifice and that's what they think, a bully who forces Jesus to die in some sort of twisted, abusive relationship. Far from love, they say. But that is to misunderstand and indeed misrepresent a number of things, including, most simply, what Jesus thought about his own death. The night before he died, with some of his friends, he says, and knowing what was coming, knowing the death that was coming, he says, greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. Greater love is about the other, the other, you and me. That's what drove Jesus to the cross. That's what drove Jesus to lay his life down. Love, loyal and other-centred. But loyalty and other-centredness in love is good, but in and of themselves they can be ineffective. But this love, the love of Jesus, is not ineffective. On the cross, John says that Jesus becomes the atoning sacrifice for sin, that Jesus is victorious over sin. What do you think of when you hear the word sin? Often we think of moral failing, the things that we do wrong or the things we don't do. But sin is so much more than that. Sin is what happens when we stop being genuinely human, when we stop living as God's image bearers, fulfilling the task that he's asked humans to do, which is to rule over his creation under him. When we stop living like that, that is when all the issues that we see in our world, all the problems that we see, come to bear. Sure, it's about moral failing. Sin is about that. 
but more. Fighting, wars, inequality, injustice, relationship breakdown and even the devastation and grief of death are all rooted in sin. Sin is everywhere and sin impacts everyone. Next time you feel angry, or next time you're upset by something, it's quite probably because sin has impacted you. And it's right for us to be angry and upset about sin, just as God is angry and upset about sin. But this love, the love of Jesus on the cross, defeats sin. In dying, Jesus becomes the atoning sacrifice for our sin. Atoning. That means he makes amends for our sin. He pays the price for them. He fixes the problem with our sin. We need that. Try as we might, be as good as we might, we can't make amends for our sin. Rather, our sin places us under judgment. Judgment for turning away from God. Judgment for being ineffective in ruling over his creation as he's asked us to. Judgment for failing to treat people as valuable image bearers that he has made. Our sin places us under judgment and our sin means that we face condemnation. Try as we might, we can't make amends for our sin. We can't sort it out for ourselves because we keep sinning. We keep falling short. But this love does something about sin. The cross of Jesus atones for our sin. It's victorious over sin. What I can't do and what you can't do, Jesus does on the cross. Jesus has done on the cross. In hanging on the cross, Jesus takes on punishment for sin that rightly belongs to every human except him. The innocent one enables true and lasting forgiveness for the guilty ones who simply trust in him. Trust that his death has atoned, has made amends for sin. This is love. Sin defeated. Forgiveness flowing freely. The Bible tells us that God forgave us all our sins. All those sins which stood against us and condemned us. And it tells us that God has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. This is love. Victorious over sin. And that victory means that we have a life that's enriched. You know, love may not always be full of happiness, but love enriches life. 
And this love means our life is enriched because we can experience the forgiveness of sin. Do you experience this love? Jesus stretches out his arms to offer this love to you. Have you received it? Perhaps you're here this evening and you're concerned that there's things in your life that Jesus' death on the cross can't really be effective against. Perhaps there's things that you feel are beyond Jesus' love, things that are beyond the cross, things that can't be atoned for or that nothing can make amend for. This love, the love of Jesus on the cross, overcomes your greatest failings. This love, the love of Jesus on the cross, atones for any sin ever committed. There is no other place to have sin atoned for than here on the cross. But no matter what sin you have done, it can be atoned for by the cross, by Jesus. Jesus atones for all sin, not just some. He is the sacrifice, not just a part sacrifice. This is love. Perhaps you want to consider Jesus' love a little bit further and if Uh, or perhaps you want to receive Jesus' love. And if either of them are you, then as Chris said earlier, have a chat to Chris or myself or talk to someone who you've come along with tonight or plug into our Alpha course where you can find out more of Jesus' love. But for many of you, perhaps you've been living in Jesus' love for some time. And today, you're full of those mixed emotions that Chris described at the start of our service. Part of you has grief because you think about what had to happen because of our sin, that our sin drove Jesus to the cross. But then part of you is also full of joy that Jesus willingly went to the cross to pay for our sin. Wherever you're at today, I want to invite you in a moment to participate physically in this love, the love of Jesus on the cross. We have up the front here some black cloths in uh, baskets, black representing our sin, the darkness of it, the hopelessness of it in and of itself. I want to give you space and time to come and take a piece of cloth and hang it up on the cross, if you would like, of a symbol that Jesus has nailed your sin to the cross, that he has atoned for your sin. It may be a reminder for you as you do that. It might be an expression of thanks to Jesus as you do that. Or it may be a way of you exploring what it would look like or what it would feel like if you were to allow Jesus to take your sin onto the cross. In a moment, a video will play 
and after some spoken words that will give you an opportunity to reflect more on the love of God, I'll come up and I'll place a piece of cloth on the cross and when I've done that, that's an invitation for you too to come. Please don't feel like you have to rush. Take your time. If you want to reflect it as you come up here, please do that. And as you come forward, approach the cross by the middle aisle and go back by the side. That'll just help us. But also be conscious of the chairs and a little ledge just up here and make sure you don't trip. Please take care. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sin. Ocean fill, and were the skies of parchment made? Were every stalk a quill, and all a scribe by trade? To write the love of God above would drain the ocean dry, nor could the scroll contain the whole, though stretched from sky to sky.
pray. Lord, as we look at that cross, uh, it can be both overwhelming and devastating. For as we look, we see our sin, our personal sin, our sin collectively. And we know that it's our sin that drove Jesus to the cross. And we're sorry. We're sorry for the way we've treated you. We're sorry for the way we've treated your world. We're sorry for the way we've treated other people. And we're sorry that all of that meant that Jesus needed to come and die to atone for our sin. Yet, Lord, we can't look without being thankful as well. Thankful that you did come. That you did love us when we had nothing to offer. Thankful, Lord Jesus, that you did atone for our sin. And so we say thank you. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for what you have done. Thank you that you died so that we could live. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon. St Matt's West Penn Hills 6pm congregation is a collection of people who want to be changed by Jesus, to have a deeper connection with God, deeper community with one another, and deeper concern for our world. We'd love you to join us on a Sunday soon. For all the details, check out our website at stmats.org.au and be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss a sermon.